a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Today, Congressman Chris Stewart held his annual security conference. Uh, I think it's one of the best conferences in the country when it comes to dealing with our national security. He hosts it every year here in Salt Lake. And uh, he joins us in studio. He's brought uh, a couple of his uh, associates from the United States Congress, Congressman Mario Diaz-Balart from Florida, Republican, and Jim Himes, Democrat from Connecticut. Uh, Welcome to all of you gentlemen. And I actually think this is the largest quorum of Congress currently, right? Like we could do stuff. That's true. Maybe we should uh, bring a bill before the floor and we'll vote. Of course, we've got Jim out number two to one, so this is our opportunity. This is, this, is a re- this is a real chance here for sure. In the real legislature, I'm actually in the majority. Just that's, that's, that's why we need to do this. Uh, well, welcome to all you. Welcome to the Beehive State. Uh, we're glad to have all of you here today. And Congressman Stewart, let's begin with you. Uh, I do believe that your annual security conference is one of the most important conferences that happens each year, especially as we look at this ever-changing world of politics, technology, and national security. So tee up a little bit of what was the focus of this year's conference. Yeah, so the conference has always has the umbrella theme of America's role in the world, which, as you know, Boyd, as you've been involved and we've had a chance to talk about it, is you know pretty far-reaching. It includes a lot of topics. You can talk about intelligence and national security or dip- diplomacy, as we've had different ambassadors and you know, national security advisors, but also people who are working in the tech or, or in finance uh, or, or in some cases media. Um, this one, I think, was a, a special conference. And frankly, it was just kind of needed right now in the sense that uh, you introduced Mario and Jim as my associates, but I consider them friends as well. And although Jim and I have been on the committee at a time when there was a lot of disagreement and he and I have had our disagreements, I've always respected him and I've always thought he's thoughtful and he's advocating for what he believes, but he's never been personal about it. And uh, we're just so pleased that he would come and uh, my, my friend Mario would come as well, who brings a very different perspective. Uh, and particularly as we had a chance to talk about uh, Cuba, which is in, uh, yeah. in, the, in the news right now. So uh, I think the thing about this conference that I'm most pleased with is just the tone of it, addressing very serious concerns, in, but in a way that's more thoughtful because we had a more diverse uh, backgrounds and uh, philosophies, and yet we did it in, I think, a very productive way. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, Congressman Jim Himes, uh, again, uh, I guess we could ask the question, what's a nice Democrat like you doing hanging out with guys like this on a day like today? Uh, But we're really thrilled to have you here in the state. And uh, as Congressman Stewart mentioned, uh, elevating the conversation, recognizing that the things that divide us are are pretty small. We can look at the the policy things uh, and have disagreements there, but how we elevate the conversation and stay curious, I think, is the other thing that we often miss uh, when we get to the divisive rhetoric. Uh, But tell us, uh, one, the connection here and uh, what uh, your perception was of the conference today. Yeah, well, it was just a terrific conference for, for a lot of reasons, and I'm so glad Chris A. does it every year because, my gosh, I mean, just just 
every year brings new challenges. I was in my own talk today. I was reflecting on the fact that it was it was 20 years ago plus five weeks that we all lived through 9/11. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we spent years thinking about nothing but terrorism. And now, you know, okay, we've done a pretty good job there. But now we're talking about China. We're watching events in Cuba, which came up a lot today. And so, an annual check-in is a very good idea. But uh, no, and Chris was very kind to describe our relationship the way he did. It. That's absolutely right. And I. I think two things. Number one, um, we got to work harder to make sure at a very polarized time. I don't know that we'll ever get back entirely to the idea of partisanship stopping at the water's edge, but we got to do a little better, right? Um, and I also think, and I made this point today when I was asked to make some remarks, um, uh, more gentle, more thoughtful, more civil politics are actually a national security asset for us. When our example to the world is, hey, we're a democracy, so it's a messy place, but it's not so messy that people like Putin or Xi in China can point to us and say, you don't want to be that. And so it's, it's, it's actually feels very good to be a Democrat amongst Republicans having a conversation where people can say, hey, you know what? First of all, they agree on more than I thought they would. And secondly, when they disagree, they do it in a graceful way. Yeah, that's so important. And, and uh, I want to just double down for our listeners on that. Uh, Congressman Himes just said something that is really crucial that we aren't saying enough out loud. And that is our divisive rhetoric is a national security issue. Uh, it is a national security issue. So I really appreciate that perspective. And uh, Representative diaz uh, Bellart, let me go to you now uh, from Florida. Uh Tell us uh, kind of your perspective. Obviously, Cuba was a big uh, topic on the table today. Obviously, a lot of Cuban influence in Florida. Uh, give us your perspective on that. Well, look, first, thanks for the opportunity. And I want to thank uh, Chris. Putting these conferences together are not easy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and he's been doing it for a long time. He's and, got an awesome staff, though. Well, we right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but no, but but and, and, to, and to talk about national security, um, uh, you, you know, I, I, I today I kind of paraphrase Ronald Reagan when he talked about defense is not a budgetary issue. I mean, if you don't get that right, you don't get anything right. And yeah. uh, so I, I'm so grateful to, uh, to Chris and, and Jim for, for, for also uh, being here today. Um, yeah, I mean, Cuba's been in the news, right? But what I talked a little bit about today is I wanted to talk about, I, I mentioned some of the adversaries that are out there. We know some of them. We hear about them all the time. Iran, real, uh, dangerous. You know, North Korea, Russia, obviously China, which I spent a little time talking about. But but we also have to remember that in this hemisphere, we also have some serious challenges. Yeah. And a lot of times you hear you don't focus on this hemisphere until it kind of blows up, uh, and then it's too late. Mm. And so I think a, a lot of people, I think, were surprised, those that have been, haven't been watching what's been taking place in Cuba, about uh, what took place now, you know, the brutality of that regime. But that brutality uh, has existed for 62 years. Mm. Um, and on top of that, uh, it's been a challenge to our national security interests. Yeah for uh, six decades, and they've done a lot of damage. That regime has done a lot of damage, and a lot of time we kind of, times we kind of minimize it uh, until it becomes a real problem. It has been a problem. It continues to be a problem. Um, and I believe that, uh, you know, the, the world is safer when the United States leads. If I may say one last thing about what yeah. you first started talking about, um, we have differences as Americans, but we should never, ever, ever forget that Americans are not our enemy. Other Americans that you disagree with, 
yeah. are not the enemy. We have enemies. Yeah. It's not other Americans. Uh, great, great point. And uh, Representative Short, let me come back to you as uh, we kind of wrap out this first section. If you're just joining us, uh, today was Congressman Chris Stewart's annual security conference and uh, always a, a crucial conversation on wide-ranging issues as it relates to politics and technology and national security. Uh, really pleased to be joined uh, here by uh, Congressman Jim Hines, Democrat from Con- uh, Connecticut. Almost called you from Kentucky. That would have been interesting. Uh, <laughs> well, there are any Democrats in Kentucky anymore. <laughs> we, we, we may have been called fake news if I had said that, but uh, <laughs> Representative Mario Diaz uh, Ballard from uh, Florida. Uh, so, so let's talk about some of the the outcomes of the conference. Uh, we know, uh, as the congressman said, uh, these are hard to put together uh, and they're they're easy to talk through. Uh, but what's the outcome you hope uh, is the result of this conference every year? Well, I, I think there's a couple things, and and I could answer that in a sh- in a long answer or, or short, and I'll I'll choose short because <clears throat> constraints of time and wanting to hear from Mario and from Jim. Uh, one of the things is is the obvious fact that look, there are enormous concerns we have, and we want people to be aware of them. This is a forum for them to become aware. Uh, so, for example, we talked about quantum computing today. Uh, mm. A lot of people don't know much about quantum, and we were able to describe. Look, this is an existential race to see who can master quantum computing first because if china does they will preclude us from ever being able to complete our research and they they hold us in great harm if they're able to do that um i, I made a point earlier we were talking to some people you know five years ago we didn't talk about china yeah. we were talking about global war on terror we were talking about you know iran we were talking about other things north korea and now we spend a lot of time talking about china so i think yeah. that's a good illustration too of the conversation is a great way to help uh, americans understand these are the real threats that we're facing, and these are some of the solutions we think would be effective against those. Yeah, so important. Uh, crucial conversations, to be sure. Uh, Congressman Himes, let me go back to you uh, before we take a, a quick bottom-of-the-hour break. Uh, and that is this this kind of – I want to go back to this uh, kind of conversation that we have, especially uh, – we talked about in terms of the water's edge and, and having that – uh, what are you sensing? What are the opportunities for us to change the dialogue, especially when it comes to security? Well, um, I think uh, one of the critical things that, that, that we need to do, and this isn't in any way a partisan thing, is that we need to always touch base with the notion that, um, yes, we're superb technological innovators. We're the best there are. China's catching up with us, but we're still the best there is. Uh, we obviously have the most powerful military but we need to always touch base with something which, which again, I forget uh, – that we forget sometimes, which is that our real source of strength, the reason people want to come here to be Americans, to go to our universities, to start business here is our values, is our values, that we hold the dignity of the individual to be at the core of what we do. Yeah. Um, and we should be confident in that. You know, I was reflecting uh, – uh, I, I want to talk to Mario about this because he's got a ton of experience in Latin America. I was born and grew up there. Mm-hmm. And when I was born in 1966 there, pretty much every country on the continent was either under military dictatorship or was wow. threatened by communist guerrillas. Mm-hmm. Today we have two outliers run by appalling tin pot dictators of the communist variety in Venezuela and Cuba. But the overall story in my relatively short lifetime is a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, now, by the way, you don't look at any of the democracies down there and say that's that's exactly the way to do it. But you might not look at ours and say that's the, exactly the right way to do it. And so we should be confident in the notion that if we do this smart, 
people want to live in countries that have the values that we hold at the very center yeah. of our of our country. Fantastic. We're going to step aside for a quick bottom of the hour break, and then we're going to do our favorite thing. It's not about being smarter. It's about being willing to stay with the question longer, and the three congressmen have agreed to stay with us just a little longer. Uh, we'll be right back with a deeper dive conversation. Three members of Congress in studio today here on Inside Sources. Stay with us. Much more to come. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.